0: Hello everyone, this is James Lindsay. Welcome to another episode of New Discourses Bullets where I'm going to break down one topic that you need to understand in a kind of bullet point format regarding woke Marxism, which is of course what we're all fighting right now. Today it's the concept of lived experience, which I'm sure you've heard of and I'm sure you've noticed that appeals to lived experience are a little bit one-sided. In other words, when somebody promoting the woke Marxist ideology or some leftist ideology appeals to their lived experience. When they say, you know, well, it's been my lived experience at XYZ. That's not anecdotal evidence or just an anecdote. That's not only evidence, but better than evidence. It's superior to evidence. In fact, here's an example. Way back in the day, 2000, I don't know, even 17, maybe, when uh, Brett Weinstein was at Evergreen State College in Washington. And it was about to melt down. There's a video that circulated, I've seen it several times, where Brett is confronted by a number of angry students who claim that there's racism on campus at this school. And Brett, being a progressive and decent guy, says, well, let's see the evidence of this racism. And if there's evidence of the racism, I want to end it as much as you do. And that sounds like a reasonable, fair thing to say socially responsible thing to say, but the response that he got from these very angry students was that he had committed a racism by asking for evidence. Because what they said was, if you lived it, you would know it. Therefore, you asking for evidence proves you don't live it. The lived experience is actually not just a kind of evidence, but a superior kind of evidence. So there's this one-sidedness to it. When they present lived experience, that's better than evidence. I saw today, for example, a video uh, of Don Lemon on CNN, and he was talking about Hurricane Ian as it barrels toward the uh, western coast of Florida. So I guess that dates when I'm recording this. It's about to hit Florida right now, and he's pressing this, you know, meteorologist to say that. Ian is as intense as it is because of climate change, and the meteorologist isn't going there. And uh, obviously CNN has an agenda that it wants to make everything that they can connect to climate change because they want to press the climate change narrative. And so Don Lemon just keeps bringing it up rather awkwardly when the meteorologist says that's really not relevant to what we're talking about, and it would be risky to, to link these events. But then Don Lemon eventually says it seems like these storms are intensifying. And something must be causing them to intensify, you know, hinting that it's climate. you are not even hinting. He's actually saying that it's climate change. And then the meteorologist says, again, I don't think it's, you know, responsible. I don't think it's a good idea to link those things together. That's a conversation for another time. And Don Lemon says, listen, I used to live there. And these storms are intensifying. So his lived experience of having grown up in Florida, maybe, or wherever he grew up, or having lived in Florida at some point, Uh, is somehow better than the evidence of the meteorologist that he's talking to, who's actually a domain-specific expert in what they're discussing, which is a hurricane. And so this is another example where their evidence is better than evidence. Their lived experience becomes the trump card. Don Lemon, doesn't matter what the meteorologist says, he lived there. He experienced it. These storms are intensifying, and he can interpret that Intensification as climate change, as the cause for that intensification. Now, on the other side of the coin, I was in a conversation yesterday with a scientific minded person, and we got talking about this and that. And, you know, we try not to get into political topics, but here we are. And we've kind of got a committed deal to not press the issues or whatever, but somehow the idea, the, the topic of, of sickness and medicine and COVID-19 and all these things came up. And I actually just asked, have you ever taken ivermectin? Because it's kind of relevant. And I didn't even say, have you ever taken ivermectin relevant to COVID-19, which I have not done. But I have, I did take some once when I got a really bad sinus infection. Somebody uh, said I should try it. And so I had two doses and I was told that the cycle's about three hours. And so I took a dose of ivermectin and about three hours later, the sinus infection that I'd had, that was very stubborn, cleared up. My nose just kind of dried out. It cleared up. It was a bizarre kind of feeling. It was about three hours after I took the first dose. And then for the rest of that day, that was kind of late in the morning, the rest of that day, I didn't really have any issues. I had a little sniffling here or there by the time I was getting ready to go to bed. I went to bed and I woke up and I was clogged up again, but not as bad. And I took the second dose when I woke up in the morning. And about an hour and a half, two hours later, it cleared up and it didn't come back after that. I didn't have a runny nose or a sniffly nose. Maybe it's just timing. I don't know. Maybe it was at the tail end of this sinus infection or maybe it worked. So I suggested this story and I was informed immediately that's anecdotal. There is no evidence, no scientific evidence showing that ivermectin can do anything like that. All it can do is get rid of worms, blah, blah, blah. That's what I hear. Okay, so my lived experience counted for zero. Don Lemon's lived experience of having been in Florida for a few years is able to allow him to determine the the ultimate cause of why hurricanes are intensifying. Which I don't even think there's evidence that hurricanes are intensifying. If they are, I mean, we have a major hurricane coming toward Florida. It's not even a Category Five, Um, and so now they're all intensifying. It's Hurricane Ian, which is the I. That's the ninth letter of the alphabet. So it's the ninth storm this year and it's the first one to make landfall in the U.S., but somehow hurricanes are intensifying its climate change, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because Don Lemon lived there. His lived experience counts. The lived experience of the students at Evergreen count. The lived experience of the people who took to the streets marching in Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement, saying that they feel like their lived experiences that the cops are harassing them, that the cops are racist, that they're being murdered on the street by police every day, even though the statistics show that Something like fewer than twenty unarmed black uh, suspects are shot by police or killed by police in any given year in the past, you know, five or six years. Which I don't know if you know the pigeonhole principle, but the pigeonhole principle would indicate that they're not being murdered in the street every day if there are twenty per year. And if you forgot, there are three hundred sixty-five days in the year, so you need, by the pigeonhole principle, at least three hundred sixty-five, at least, in order to have one per day. So, but their lived experience lifts up above that. It's, higher of, it's a higher level understanding. And that's what I want to get to. And this is going to be a little philosophical. What is lived experience? Now, you know, if you've listened to the podcasts that I do, you know that I talk a lot about the dialectic, the dialectical leftism. Marxism is a species of dialectical leftism. Hegelian thought, which precedes Marxists. Marxist thought. In fact, Hegelian thought is where Marx got his kind of operating system for his so-called dialectical materialism. Hegel's dialectical thought is really the engine or the operating system of how all of the left has thought, even before Hegel, but Hegel codified it, um, but at least for 200 years. The Phenomenology of Spirit by Hegel was published in 1807. And phenomenology is the key topic here. Because what lived experience is, is, is a combination, a dialectical synthesis of two things. That's how the dialectical left works. It takes seemingly opposing concepts, it combines them, it looks like they're opposites, but you lift up to a higher level of understanding that only the mystics, only the priests, only the wizards can understand. And on that higher level of understanding, you see how the two things that appear to be opposites or different from one another are actually aspects of the same thing. And so you gain a higher level understanding. Hegel actually believed that God has the, is, is the perfect idea or the absolute idea is where all, he has such a high perspective that all of the seemingly contradictory ideas are understood within one concept. And our idea or our goal is to work out the contradictions to approach that level of understanding where all the possible contradictions of reality or, or understanding are completely understood in terms of one overarching theory of everything, which he called a system of science, a system der Wissenschaft. Um, and that's what he called the phenomenology of spirit, or actually he said that that's the first aspect of it, the phenomenology of spirit. That's the, the title of the book. System of science, volume one, phenomenology of spirit. Okay. And so why are we going all the way back to this? Because what Hegel said, and it seems like I'm talking about why am I getting so high up for this, right? Because what Hegel said, and remember Marx derived his thought from Hegel, So what Hegel said was that there are two levels of understanding. There's a lower level and there's a higher level. The lower level is actually called Verstand. In German, that means understanding. The higher level is called Vernunft, and it means reason, or it gets translated as reason. So reason is above understanding. Lived experience is that thing that he was pointing at as reason. That's the new name for it. And the reason is, because it has to incorporate all of these different cultural artifacts, all these different identity political things that we've talked about now for 50, 60 years, obsessed about, it has taken the cultural stuff we've talked about 100 years with cultural Marxism, it has taken all the effect of the materialism of classical Marxism back to the 1840s, and it has to take in all this phenomenological reason, high-level conceptual stuff of Hegel going back 215, 220 years now. Okay? And so what Hegel said is that understanding, scientific understanding, is actually a low level of understanding a thing. That's just where you start to understand. The higher levels when you infuse it with theory, with that system of science, that system de, der uh, Wissenschaft. That is where you really understand. And so what lived experience is, is it's actually a dialectical synthesis. You have these two opposites that you're going to understand on a higher level. It's a dialectical sim- synthesis, a combination of evidence and phenomenological interpretation of the evidence. And it becomes, therefore, higher than evidence, better than evidence. Evidence is a low level of understanding. It's fair stand. It's understanding the world. Lived experience is vernunft because it has the phenomenological interpretation added to it, mixed into it, not in a way that contradicts. So what is a phenomenological interpretation? Well phenomenology is a funny little field. Uh, phenomenology is actually the study of how phenomena unfold, how how a phenomenon came to be, or the study of causes, you might say, and effects. And this is really what, um, you know, what did Marx and Hegel say they were doing? They were writing down the scientific study of history, the causes, the absolute causes of history. See, when, when Hegel was devising the dialectic, and I just told you the thing about the absolute idea, what he was actually doing was he was saying that, you know, When we understand particular things, we understand them in a very simplistic way, but there's a better, higher-level, holistic understanding. All this stuff about holism now, holistic this, holistic that, holistic education, whole child, whole brain, whole this, whole that, Marxism, guys, pay attention. But what he said is you can't really understand them without lifting up to a higher level. He calls this Aufheben in German, which is translated as sublation in Marxism, to lift up to a higher level of understanding that unifies opposites so that you can cobble together more and more causes so for example i gave an example one time in a podcast where i said that the, if you got say you know you got hit by a car well you could just say that the driver had this happen or you know you stepped out in front of a car like an idiot or whatever and these are simple explanations of looking for the causes But what Hegel would say, or the dialectical thought would say, is we have to go higher and higher and higher up. We've got to understand it as an entire system of causes. So there was a reason that that person was driving at that time. There's a reason that you, you know, decided to step out. You weren't paying attention. Maybe you were listening to a podcast. And so the podcaster holds some responsibility for distracting your attention. And then you stepped out. But we also live in a society that endorses cars. So the idea that we would own cars and drive cars that, you know, are under human control is actually something that's a problem. And the whole system, the economic system, the political system, the geographic and infra- infrastructural system that encourages us to drive cars is all implicated, all indicted by uh, what, what by by you getting hit by a car, even if it was just you stepping out like an idiot. And maybe the podcaster you're listening to, or maybe, you know, whatever it happens to be that caught your attention. I think in the example I gave uh, is that you stepped on a bottle that somebody threw out and so out of their car window. And so now the entire... Drink industry is implicated as well. This is the idea of adding more and more causes to the full phenomenon of you getting hit by a car. In some sense, that's a little bit what at least Hegelian and Marxist phenomenology is about is to understand more and more of the causes, make things more and more complex. Why? Because they understand the causes. They're the wizards, just like Don Lemon, who understands the causes of the hurricane because he lived there and he experienced it. Apparently, he's not experiencing this one. But somehow he's experienced an intensification. Could you imagine how, de- how, 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 much you, how accurate and careful you'd have to be to have cl- be able to claim that you've experienced an, an intensification of hurricanes over decades? Nobody's that detailed. Nobody's that careful. Nobody's experienced this. But he can claim it. Why? Because he's looking at the broader system of causes. Now, here's the thing. Is that system of causes, that study of history, that's the theory. That's the Vernunft that Hegel was talking about. That's the Marxist theory. That's the theory with a capital T that Hegel, or sorry, that Marx was laying out. So in phenomenology, or actually in dialectical thought, what you're always doing is going back to the theory to find your interpretation of the phenomena in terms of all of its concrete causes. And in fact, what Hegel said is the more of these causes that you add to the explanation, the more times you go to a higher level of understanding the more concrete your understanding is. If you said, well, you just stepped out in front of the car like an idiot and got hit, that, my friend, would be a very abstract explanation, according to Hegel. A very concrete explanation would be there was a reason you stepped out, and there was you were doing things, and people are implicated in that, and there was a reason somebody was driving, and there's a reason they were driving the way they were, and da-da-da-da-da. The whole system gets implicated, and it's so complicated that the wizards have to tell you what the real causes were Just like how the wizard Don Lemon can sit on CNN and say that climate change was the cause of the intensified Hurricane Ian. This is not abstract or fake or conjecture. This is how they think. But when we read about phenomenology, just I looked it up, defined phenomenology. I typed it into the search engine, defined phenomenology. It says noun, a philosophy or method of inquiry based on the premise that reality consists of objects and events as they are perceived or understood in human consciousness and not of anything independent of human consciousness. So reality consists of objects and events. Nobody disagrees with that. But phenomenology says, as they are perceived and understood by human consciousness and not anything independent of human consciousness. So when for Don Lemon, it seems that his favorite explanation of climate change is the, the reason that he perceives an a intensification of hurricanes, including Hurricane Ian, that's why his evidence is better, because he has a dialectical synthesis of uh, his phenomenological interpretation, his perception of events as they understood in human consciousness and not anything independent of human consciousness, his own higher consciousness, actually, that's been raised to the existential alarm of climate change. That's been combined with the evidence on the ground of, oh yeah, there's a major hurricane barreling down on Florida. Same thing with the story about ivermectin. Same thing with the story of Black Lives Matter or the Evergreen State College. Lived experience is actually treated in dialectical leftist thought as a higher level form of understanding. It is better understanding. It is clearer understanding. Therefore, If you have been conscientized, if you have been awakened, if you have the critical consciousness or the environmental consciousness or whatever the leftist consciousness of the hour happens to be, then you understand the higher level causes of things. So your word is authoritative. That's your lived experience. If you do not, such as myself, such as you, if you're against them, if you're not a leftist, or if you're resisting the left, just not being part of them is resisting them, by the way, your very existence because you cast doubt on their bullshit consciousness. If you don't have the consciousness, you only have low-level understanding. You only have Verstand. You do not I got corrected on my German. You only have Verstand. You don't have Vernunft. So you don't really understand what's going on. You don't have the phenomenological interpretation. In other words, you don't have the ability to have the correct perception to weave your perception of causes into the evidence and to interpret the evidence in a way that serves leftist causes to direct it toward the ultimate end of history when the absolute idea realizes itself, as Hegel put it, or when man remembers his true identity as a perfectly social man. So here's a little Marxist kind of analog to this just very quickly, and we'll close up. I was recently speaking with an educator friend of mine, and he said that he walked into a school some a year, some years ago. It was during the, the massive uh, set of disasters that happened in Haiti. There was some, I don't know, hurricane or earthquake or some of both or whatever, some catastrophic natural disasters happening in Haiti. And there was a poster up on the wall in a school showing kind of the imagery of the disaster. And it said, that there are no natural disasters on the poster. And the explanation is, that the only reason that the phenomenon of an earthquake or a hurricane or whatever it is, it could be Hurricane Ian, is a disaster is because the state isn't sufficiently powerful to create the situation to where it doesn't impact anybody in a negative way at all. See, it's a human disaster. It's not a natural disaster. A gigantic earthquake unexpected, a gigantic hurricane unexpected. Well, if, if FEMA was, and I know Haiti is different, but if FEMA was able to step in and absolutely take care of this problem. So nobody experienced any disruption to their life. There'd been no disaster. So the reason there's a disaster is it's not a natural disaster. It's a human disaster. It's a failure of humanity through the state in order uh, to to mitigate all of the causes of the disaster. And this is their mentality. This is the mentality. So the phenomenon in human perception is what creates the disaster. This is how they think about disability as well. It's the failure of society to accommodate every disability perfectly so that it creates no impediment whatsoever to uh, life for anybody. That's what disables people. Not, say, missing a limb or being blind. This is the same mentality. It's their phenomenological interpretation that if everything were actually perfect, it would be perfect. And therefore, whatever causes that they've decided make things not perfect, systemic racism, climate change, whatever it happens to be, transphobia, blah, blah, blah. Probably transphobia caused Hurricane Ian, and we can probably figure out how it did, because that's the phenomenological lived experience. Some trans person is going to be displaced, and therefore it's actually a transphobic human disaster that struck Florida. And the transphobia of Hurricane Ian is obviously an academic paper we could all write. This is the way that this isn't just silly. This isn't just stupid. This isn't just bad incentives, although those are significant. This is how they think. This is what Hegel and Marx and dialectical leftism. Brought into the world. This is the way that the left thinks. This is obviously crackerjacks. This is obviously a disaster. But I hope that this has helped you understand the concept of lived experience more clearly. When they say lived experience to other dialectical leftists, other dialectical leftists accept that as a higher order form of evidence, as a more reasoned form of evidence, as a superior form of understanding. In fact, it is. Beyond understanding, it's understanding combined with the correct phenomenological interpretation that studied the science of history, the Wissenschaftlicher Socialismus, or whatever the hell it is in German, the scientific socialism that understands the real causes of things. And the real cause of Hurricane Ian is climate change. And the real cause of the disaster in Haiti is the failure of the state to respond. And the real disaster of whatever of Evergreen State College not having enough gumbo for every student is systemic racism. The real cause is whatever leftist agenda item they can use to leverage to try to break and flip over the whole system and put it in their own control. That's why it's actually power grab. That's why philosophers such as Eric Fogelin called this all a libido dominandi, a, a will to power, a will to domination being enacted through kind of feigning the victim's position. And so now you understand lived experience better. It is the dialectical synthesis, again, of evidence and of the phenomenological interpretation of evidence through leftist theory. So leftist theory lays out the explanation for every phenomenon, in this case, climate change. And you have to interpret the evidence in terms of that to have a higher level understanding of the evidence. And that's how they think. And that's the problem that we face. And that's why lived experience is better evidence than actual evidence. And that's why other interpretations or people who don't have the higher level consciousness that are awakened into their cult uh, possess why their lived experience doesn't count for anything. Hope that helps you understand the way they think and why your experience of the way they think has been what it is. We'll catch you next time.